Welcome to Schools on the Front Lines, a podcast brought to you by EdSource and the Ball Frost Group. I'm your host, Carl Cohn. This special podcast series has focused on the multiple challenges that our schools faced as they shut down last March and now here in the fall as they reopen with an improved approach to distance learning as the new normal. These new challenges also present schools with new opportunities to get things right. In this, our 10th episode, I'm speaking with Dr. Stacy Adler, the superintendent of the Mono County Office of Education in the beautiful Eastern Sierra region of our state. Welcome, Stace. Hi, Carl. Thanks for having me today. First, Stace, tell our listeners about your own leadership journey. What were the important steps along the way and what inspired you to run for county superintendent a decade ago? Well, I became a teacher in 1988. Along the way, I taught a lot of different grade levels and then took the plunge and became a full-time administrator in 1997. And then we took a big leap in 2002 and we moved from San Diego to Mammoth Lakes, which is in Mono County, and I became the elementary school principal there. And from there, Kind of just on a whim, I applied to be the assistant superintendent for curriculum and instruction because that job opened up at the Mono County Office of Ed, and that was my dream job. I kind of thought that was it for me. I was good there, but my superintendent decided to retire early, and she asked me to run for office in 2010, and That was not in my plan, but it was such an amazing opportunity. And so I went for it. And in 10 years, I can tell you being the county superintendent has been the best job I've had in education next to being a classroom teacher. Okay. Obviously, Mono County is a smaller one in terms of population. But what are the other demographics that our listeners should know in terms of districts, schools, unique challenges that the state's population centers might not be familiar with? Mono County is small in terms of population, but we're spread out over 3,000 square miles. So we have two school districts. Mammoth Unified is our larger school district. Mammoth Lakes is kind of the center of population in the county. And Mammoth Unified has an enrollment of about 1,200 students. And our smaller district, Eastern Sierra, has about 400 students. But Eastern Sierra school district is spread out over 100 miles end to end. And the district has four different communities that make up the district. That district could really be four different school districts if they weren't so small. One of the schools in that district only has 23 students. So that in and of itself, just dealing with the distance is a challenge. And what are the industries that drive the economy there? Basically, tourism is is the industry in our county, both winter tourism with Mammoth Mountain, which is the largest skiing mountain in the state of California, 
and summer tourism with hiking and mountain biking and rock climbing is very big here. Um, the Eastern Gateway to Yosemite is located in the center of Mono County. So we have lots of people that, that come up here and want to go to Yosemite and see the beauty that that has to offer. So tourism far and away is our, is our biggest industry here. And Stace, did life change for kids in schools back in March, just like the rest of the state? And what were the county's health metrics that were in play then? And how have things changed over the spring and summer? All of our schools were closed by March 16th of of this year. And fortunately for us, because we deal with a tourism economy and a very much an athletic economy, we have a lot of elite athletes amongst our students. So because of that, because they're off training and doing their races and and everything that, that they do to pursue their passions, our districts are very used to providing distance learning and to providing online education for our kids. So going from you know, in-person regular instruction to distance learning for our schools might have been a little bit easier than some of the other schools. And so that we didn't have any breaks in education services. Kids went from being in-person on Friday to home on Monday and doing their distance learning. As far as the the progress of COVID here, we started out pretty slow. We didn't have that many cases initially, but right after 4th of July, there was a ton of tourism up here, a lot of people coming to visit from out of the area, and the numbers just blew up and they were doubling day after day after day. So for us to see that was very scary because we have one very small hospital here and it it was a very nerve-wracking time, but things have slowed down again. And how long have your districts and schools been open this fall with distance learning? And what can you tell our listeners about how it's going? Our school districts opened around August 20th with distance learning. Both districts did distance learning for the first month. And last week, our smaller district, Eastern Sierra, they resumed in-person instruction. I've seen some pictures of what the classrooms look like, and I'm hoping to get to go visit the classrooms next week. Like I said, having had the experience in the spring, I think this fall, the teachers are much more comfortable with distance learning. They've been able to have some training over the summer. We did a really good job of making sure all of our kids had proper computers and hotspots and everything that they needed and and our districts as well. We got off to a really good start. Last week, I tuned in briefly to your virtual school board meeting and one of your board members asked about what what this is really like for kids and the stress that they're under and you shared a story about a high school band teacher who said to his students put your instruments down let's just talk so share the importance and value of that kind of a pause with our audience. Sure, and thanks for tuning into our board meeting. 
I appreciated that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was sharing with my board how my daughter is doing distance learning. She's a sophomore in high school. Her room where she does her distance learning is next door to my home office. And so I got to hear what was going on in her her band class. And it was a Friday morning and the teacher said, you know, guys, today we're just going to talk. When I heard him say that, it really struck me how important it is that kids have an opportunity to interact with one another. The teacher taking a break and a pausing a little bit just to connect on a human level with his students and to allow the students to connect together, not about school or not about their instruments, but about how they're feeling in their lives right now. That was so important. And when that class was over, my my daughter came into my home office and she said, I love my band teacher so much. That was it was so great that we we just got to talk about how we're feeling and developmentally kids need those opportunities. And you know, I wish in all the guidance that the state's been providing us during this time that there's been more emphasis placed on the teachers taking time to check in with their students every day. When we're in a regular in-person learning situation, we could see how our students are doing. You know, we we can see a look on their face and know if they're having a bad day or we can see if something's not right with them. That's not so easy to do over a computer, even Zoom, right? So, I mean, if we could get teachers to take five minutes out of their class time or 10 minutes to say, how are you today? What's going on? And really check in. I think we'd be doing even better with distance learning than we're doing. I'm talking with Stacy Adler, superintendent of the Mono County Office of Education. Now, you've already mentioned that Eastern Sierra, one of your districts, has reopened in person. So what are the prospects for the rest of the schools opening in person? And what's the current state of the virus in Mono County? We're hoping the the programs that my office runs, the Mono County Office of Education, we're hoping to open our community school classrooms on October 12th. So we're looking forward to that. We're delaying a little bit because we've had a lot of smoke and bad air quality from the Creek Fire, which is just over the Sierra Mountains. So we're waiting for the air quality to get a little bit better before we bring kids back. And then Mammoth Unified, which is our our biggest district, they are hopefully going to start some type of phased reopening, possibly later this fall. Being a bigger district with tighter physical facilities, it's a little more difficult for them to do the six-foot distancing with all their kids and meet all the health requirements. So, and right now we're seeing a tiny uptick in cases, but we are still as a county, we're at the orange or the moderate level on the governor's color chart. And we've been able to maintain that for a while. So things are leveling out. Stace, how have the issues around racial injustice played out there in Mono County? And how are you capturing the voices 
of students and parents in the discussion. Living in a rural remote county, sometimes we can be pretty isolated from problems that occur in the larger urban or suburban counties. But that said, you know, the issues with racial injustice that have been playing out and still are occurring, they've touched everyone. And with social media being so prevalent, you see what's going on in real time. So early last spring, we had a protest march here that was very highly participated in. And then for us, through our stakeholder engagement efforts, we've been able to hear from our students and parents and learn how they're feeling during this time. In our programs at the county office, they're so small. We have great relationships and very open relationships with our parents and with our students. So we are just continuing to have the dialogue that we always have with them. So we're we're lucky in, in that sense. But, you know, it kind of goes back to that issue of the teachers checking in to make sure the students are doing okay, especially as they see these images of racial injustice and police brutality playing out on all of their devices. Taking time to make sure that the kids feel safe and helping them to understand what they're seeing is really important right now. And Stace, how have the experiences of March through September changed you as a leader? These experiences that I've been through in these last six or so months have helped to reinforce some things that I know. The first is that you you cannot communicate enough. And through this whole time, I've tried to over-communicate to my staff so they know not only what is going on, but where they can get additional information, where the resources are. Same with community members, helping them to get the resources and information that they need. And then secondly, kids first, right? Everything that we do has to be in the service of students and what is in their best interests. And this is a politically charged time that we're living through right now, but we can't let that cloud our vision. In all the decisions that I make, putting the students first keeps me moving forward in the right direction. So that's really been reinforced through this whole time. So our listeners wouldn't know this, but you're co-hosting a delightful podcast called Oxygen Starve. Yep. Focuses on adventure, books, conversation there in the Eastern Sierra. And I must confess, I've become a big fan. So tell our listeners how that came about and what you're hoping to accomplish. So Oxygen Starved was developed by my colleague, Christopher Platt, who's the director of Mono County Libraries and, and myself. And we did this as a platform not only to highlight everything that living in Mono County has to offer, but to also reinforce the importance that reading and literacy plays in all of our lives. So no matter how different our living environments may be, we can all be connected through reading. And what about this powerful connection of libraries to the county office? 
The Mono County Office of Education is the only office of education in the state that's responsible for the oversight of our county's public libraries. So we have seven branches and one of my other titles is executive director of the Mono County Libraries. So we're very tied to the libraries and, and that's another part that makes my job so much fun. Stace, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. Good luck to you, to Mono County, and to the Oxygen Starved podcast. Thank you, Carl. It's been a pleasure being here today. I'm honored that you asked me to be with you this morning, and thank you so much. That was Stacy Adler, the dynamic leader of the Mono County Office of Education for the past 10 years. Let's leave this episode with a rendition of Uptown Rock by the Mammoth Lakes High School's jazz band in a virtual concert this past spring. This has been Schools on the Front Lines, brought to you by EdSource and the Ball Frost Group. Our producer is Kobe McDonald, Our opening theme is by Utah. Please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Carl Cohn. Talk to you next week.